guys ready to get started? Yeah. Are you ready to go? You can ask Ronnie what he had for breakfast, so we don't care. You're right, Ronnie. Actually, Ronnie sounds really good. Ronnie, what did you have for breakfast? I did not eat I'm breakfast. Make it What'd you have for lunch? Take a uh, hit. I had ribs. From where? Like you made them? My mom made ribs. Just made ribs for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> she had it in the slow cooker. I don't oh, know. For lunch? I, yeah, I woke she started up. At 3 I've never heard. My timing. life. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> slow enough cooking, apparently. <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. All right, let's get started. ASA Detroit. I'm your host, Mark. We're going to introduce ourselves. Left to right, tell us who you are and what do you do. What? Who you are and what do you do? Oh, well, this is Kindergarten Cop. Um, I'm Dan Grinnell, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a stand-up comic. And you're a producer, too, right? You produce yeah, shows. Yeah, a producer, I guess, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. You produce my favorite show. The roast battle. The roast battle is one of my favorite things. Yes. All right, man. Who who are you? I'm Steve Kaz. I uh, I'm a comedian and I do like videography a little bit too. And yeah, that's it. I heard that's I heard that's blown up. A little bit. I'm trying to get more business with it. I'm trying to expand it. It's still very small right now. So if I have video that I want cut up somehow, I send it to you, and then you handle it. Yeah. That's very valuable. Yeah, I I I just have I'm proficient with uh, like all Adobe. Shouldn't say all Adobe, but yeah. like the essential Adobe, so like like uh, Premiere Pro and then like uh, After Effects, like so like little like basic basic video elements and stuff like that. Someone was repping you and saying like, if you want your clips cut up, send them to Steve. That's me. Uh-huh. Are, are, was that you? I tell everybody that. Are yeah. you doing that for people? Yeah, yeah. That's valuable, man. Especially like right now. All right, tell us who you are, sir. I'm Ronnie Rohrbeck, and I'm a stand-up comedian. You are. You are. All right, Ronnie. So like technically, it's your episode. Right, and the whole concept is is like you have like a little moment of time. You bring your comedy crew. So why did you pick these dudes? Because these two were like the first like two friends I actually had in comedy when I first started. Okay. And it's just like how I was saying earlier, like their like brute honesty with me at all times is like why I keep them so close to me is because like. If something's failing, like they'll let me know, like when I suck, and it's <laughs> it's cool because like it, they make they make me want to push myself as a comedian and write better all the time because they're both really good comedians. How did you guys like all meet each other? How did you guys all meet each other? Oh man, me and Ronnie actually have like a weird story on how we first met each other. Like cool. really weird. We went to go see Burt Kreischer like three, four years ago. Me and my wife for like okay. a honey or anniversary present, and uh, we standing in line at the Masonic Temple. And I noticed some weird cripple guy was in front of me, so we started talking to him. It's Ronnie Rohrbeck. Okay. Neither of us had started comedy yet, by the way. Just happened to be standing next to each other in line. And then we go to the show afterward. Burt says, "Hey, let's go party." You know, so we all go to Founders. End up chilling with Ronnie at the table, party with Burt Kreischer. Really? And, yeah. And then freaking year or two later. I go to Grashit Pub, my first mic, and uh, in walks fucking Ronnie, my first fucking <laughs> mic. We both just started comedy recently. You know really? what I mean? It's weird. That Small is weird. world. So wait a second. So Burt Crusher took everybody to Founders? Yeah. Yeah. Does he do that every time? Yeah. Yeah, he usually does. Well, before the pandemic, he would tell everybody at the show which bar they were going to the party, So and he would do like a meet and greet. Yeah. And like, are you like actually hanging out with Burt Crusher, or yeah. is he kind of like untouchable? He, he, no, he's there. Like, you, you can walk up, take some pictures with him, talk to him. He's chilling. He's got a shot and a beer in his hand. Mm-hmm. You could tell there he was pretty tired. He was in the middle of like a full-on tour, and it was like yeah. towards the end of his he's, tour. Yeah, he's so yeah. Like, he had to get back on the bus and go to Kalamazoo that night. So Jesus. Yeah. Man's a wild man. But, dude, never took time to be literally 
people stood like hundreds of people stood in line to take pictures with me. He took a picture with everybody. I mean, it's paying off for him, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They were they were at points where like the bar was kicking people out because they had way too many people in the bar. Yeah, they were saying no to money. That's how many people yeah. he brought to founders. <laughs> That's legit. How did you how did you guys meet each other? Probably like crush pub something like that. Dude. No, I sounds met, memorable. Yeah, sounds like you really had a memorable. <laughs> I remember where I met. Ronnie said like the Swedish ever, and I the, every instinct in me wanted to shut it down. I was like, he's being <laughs> so <laughs> nice. He's like, they really pushed me. I was like, I want to push myself off a cliff right now. Like I was like, this is it's too sweet. But uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, we met. I don't know. Probably just like open mic circuit. A lot of it. Uh, probably uh, like uh, the basic shows are like in uh, Metro Detroit, and um, you. Uh, there's not a lot of people who like. I don't know people who I think I think like because I was in it. Not like probably like a year before, right? And I was always struggling to kind of like meet people, right? Like it, like peak comics do not want to tell other people like other comics when they're doing good, right? Like we're so stingy with compliments. I feel like a lot of times. So well, like, real compliments. Real anyways. compliments. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say real compliments. Yeah, 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 not yeah, the yeah. hey, good set after. What are you supposed to say? Nothing. Don't talk. To don't me. say anything. Unless yeah. we're friends, then we can just talk. Yeah, like people do. What know? if you come off the stage? You had a terrible set. Mm-hmm. We make eye contact. Mm-hmm. We don't know each other. Okay. And I just say, uh, we know what I say. I say you battled up there. You that's battled what, up there. I was like, you battled up there. I was like, yeah, you battled getting dressed today. Is what I'd probably do. <laughs> I'd have to make myself feel better by tearing I'm you down. To, you know what I mean? Like, I respect. <laughs> I'm like trying to say, like, if someone does bad and they come off, I because I've heard many, and I don't like it when people be like, "Great set." Oh, dude, you know? we had a we had a bad set, and they say good set. I want to throw them through a window. Yeah, like I've literally snapped on. I mean, I snap on people for all kinds of shit, but like that one has made me literally like like shut up. You know what I mean? What kind of weak person needs to be told they did good when they did bad? Like, That's get out true. of here. But I want to like I want to yeah. give I want to like, oh, this is like sounds stupid, but I want to like recognize your battle. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you get the pain. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, you, like I tell people sometimes, I'll be like, oh, you, you hung in the pocket. That's what I tell that's them. Similar. Yeah, yeah. That's like the same thing yeah. where it's like, like it's like He's it's, bas- it's like you went up there. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you definitely went up there, man. You definitely walked you on stage. You made an attempt. You definitely tried. But like <laughs> as vague as possible. Yeah. <laughs> You no, did your thing. <laughs> yeah. You did a thing. You breathed for yeah. seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, literally. So I, I like that. You were, hung, you were in the pocket. You stuck in the pocket. That's because, well, that's, and that's almost, that's like keeping your confidence up too, though. Like if you like watch, like if the crowd's just beating your ass, like every joke, it just looks like you're getting like more tired of telling yeah. jokes, then you're like, you don't have it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like if you're like in there and you're like, ah, but like I'm going to keep trying and then <laughs> yeah. you get a little glimpse, it's like, ah, you stayed in the, you, yeah. you, you were there, you know? Yeah. That's a boxing reference. Well, it's like, I, that's why I miss Bilal, because, like, Bilal would be, like, what Ronnie says, like, we're always real with him. B would just be, like, come up to me after a bad set, and he's like, dude, I just wanted to let you know, that was the shittest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just rip into you. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I want after a bad set. Like, please don't let me forget how bad that was, because yeah. I don't want it to happen anytime soon. You don't want to boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, no, no, I Yeah, no, I don't want to be taken away from, like, the real moment, because, like... It's like if I'm taken away, like someone's giving me that false sense of hope, like, oh, that was still good. It's just like, no, I'd rather recognize that it was bad and I can learn from it faster than just put a Band-Aid on it. Yes. Most people want attaboys, though, like in general. That's the biggest trap in comedy. That's why you see people who've like been doing it for so long and they're like not making progress. Because when you surround yourself by yes people, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you have to be, you know, we might 
each other a little bit harder. You don't have, but if you're like people who are like, hey, everything you do is all right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like, there's a lot of people where it's like, oh, it's just not your crowd. And it's like, bro, you. I hate that. I hate that comment. I hate that comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and it's like, like you see those people where it's like they don't make moves, they don't change like what they're doing. That, like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, never them. Yes, exactly. And they never like you know find themselves essentially because they're like, yeah, they're playing a whole game. So that like the attaboy people are in every little facet. You know what I'm saying? And that like what you just said, it can apply to like anything. Well, that's the thing too, though, is because like if if you're surrounded by people that are real with you, you know, like dude, you. And sucked last night. That dude, what do you been, you know? Yeah. And when you do do good, and those people say, dude, that was a great set last night, you know they're being honest, and that yeah. really was a good set to them last night. You know what I yeah. mean? If everybody's always like, good set, great set, what are you ever going to receive an actual compliment? How would yeah. you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I was like, like, like playing sports, I was exactly like that. Like, I never wanted, like, you know, you can tell when someone gives you, like, hey, a great job, and it's fake, whatever. So, I just wanted people's, like, correction. Mm-hmm. And if someone did come up to me, like, a coach did come up to me and, like, give me, like, uh, like positivity, I was like, you're wasting my time. Like, tell me what yeah, I'm doing so wrong, yeah. and then I'll get better, and I can make. So, like, I when I started coaching, I thought everybody was like that. Yeah. And yeah. kids like hated me for the first <laughs> years. People yeah. hate, dude, they hated me for the first hate couple. That. Yeah. Like, there's so many. Like, I think with comedy, especially like being delusional, you kind of have to be a little delusional just to do this. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna know. go on stage by myself, talking to a microphone, and command all these people to laugh. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's really you got to be a little delusional just yeah. to get on stage yeah. and think you can do that. But then there's like the level of delusion where it's like they don't know when they're doing bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta. Get that out of there, and people don't want to be told when what their pers- perspective is is yeah. wrong because now you're with their reality, and they don't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the crowd. You were saying it's the crowd thing. You like that's the most dangerous thing. I've saw I saw like uh, at a recent show, it was like kind of a realist show, like people were getting paid, or whatever. And I saw two people, and I saw one person. The crowd was the same, whatever. They were a little bit tough. They were you know to get on their side. And I saw one uh, uh, one girl came up, and she totally like identified what was happening. And like adjusted her situation and got everybody on her side like mm-hmm. within two or three minutes. And I saw someone like go on right after her and just like boom, 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 and never adjusted. This robot. And it was like, ooh, I just learned so much just yeah. from this yeah. little experience. That's what it is. You learn yeah. a lot. That's why you're, it's people say like watching other con- you want you learn from failure though. That's how you get better. Comedy yes. is a trial and yes. error thing. Yes. Like, this is this is like no matter how much you watch how many how many books you read this is the trial and error like thing you have to fail a million times and then like every time like you know it's like when that thing really clicks when it like happens like sometimes like the third time almost where you've like and it's like damn i've gotten this advice probably like 10 times like like dan's giving me advice and he's like bro i've told you that like five times and i'm like yeah but like now i'm just (laughs) you gotta let it soak in though for a while yeah it just does you just you have to experience it and then it's just like okay like you know what i'm saying it just like clicks then because like until you have your own moment with it like you can't like you know what i'm saying yes i do no i do I feel like as a comic, sometimes it's like it's harder to like take someone's advice because like as like most of it's just all your words, so it's like it's your own baby, so it's kind of hard to like switch something because yeah. you're like it's not exactly how you envisioned it at first. Well, I don't think anything wrong is is wanting to see your plan out. Oh yeah, but no. then eventually, you, like all this advice mm-hmm. that you've been open to. Right, because it sounds like you're open to their advice instead of just like you hear something, you close it off, and you forget about it. Then you're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna use what he said a couple weeks ago." All that stuff. No, that's cool, man. Now, like you were saying, it was really hard to find a comedy crew in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because 
Okay, so it was also like I was nine. I was baby, baby face. Yeah, nineteen, and then I saw. How do you know? Suck. I'm 23. You're still a baby face. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> enjoy it's, that, man. I've, I'm, an, I'm about I'm, to be 40 in like 20 you're baby, days. You're baby face, yeah, you 40 year old though. You're like 32. Yeah. 20, 20, 40th 33. birthday party. I'll tell you guys after this. By the way, what we're oh doing. yeah, yeah. All right, continue. I'm there. Oh yeah, no, I love when you throw a party. Yes, thank you. I just telling you you're 40. That's gonna be yeah. my favorite part. All right, continue your story. <laughs> I cut you off. I cut you off. Uh, You're talking about being 19, trying to find your comedy crew. Yeah, so it uh, it was just uh, just like like when you're not funny, especially, and you can't like you know I've never been in bar scenes yet, so like I don't know how to act like in a bar scene yeah. already, and then it's like I'm here, so like I'm very awkward. So it was like I didn't like start like I started going to all these other mics, and then I eventually started getting good, and then there wasn't a lot of you know talent coming to it. Like a lot of these places, a lot of newer comics. Yeah. So like after a while, when I had just been hitting the circuit so much, like I would. I got good essentially, mm-hmm. and then I would like stand out a little bit, and then that helped me like feel more comfortable with like when I saw somebody else do good. It was like, oh hey, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, and then that's just like how you know. But it was like it was so tough in the beginning because it was just like, like I'd be like, hey, what's you know what I'm yeah. saying, and people are like, what's this kid talking yeah. before, dude? It's yeah. like weird. So, but I think that's good, man. To like, I I can appreciate someone like coming in new and kind of like laying low for a little bit. Yeah. Right. As opposed to coming in and like you know that circle outside a new way. Mm-hmm. That's like there, whatever, and like there's obviously like a, a circle and people know each other the and hierarchy, like, yeah. yeah, and like a new person comes in and they just like shoulder in and they're like, <laughs> like laughing yeah, up at yeah. someone. It's like, yeah. dude, get out of here! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got like a couple. Of mo- I mean, I'm I don't know. No, I mean, people who try to control the conversation. But at the back same there. time, there's those dudes that can come in and like they can kind of do that. You know, yeah, no, like, true. and I'm saying that because I like not. I kind of came in not. like a bull in the china shop. Like when I showed up, it was just like, why the. Did you just say that? Like they're like, I'm a six year comic. I was like, I'm gonna who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's just like, but and then I, but I gained a lot of friends, and I, yeah. and I was fine, and I fit in immediately. So it's like, it's not. Well, you're impossible. genuine. You're yeah. being genuine. Yeah, I wasn't sitting there trying to like kiss anybody's and like forcing myself in. I'm like, forcing is yourself yeah. is ungenuine. What you did was straight up genuine. Yeah. So it's like it can work if that's just who you are, you know. But I, what you're saying is true, though. It is weird to get a lot of those people that are like, so uh, you guys. Uh, you just want to write together. It's like who are you? Yeah, it's weird. I had like a, I had I'm not, I'm a nobody, right? But I've been doing it for three ish years, so I kind of know people, right? At this point, and it's really weird. I was at uh, I was in um, just at whatever at some open mic, whatever, and like this new crew came in, and it was like really funny. I was like talking with someone. It's like how is like the, the person Kevin was like, you know how you t- can tell the new crew is? He's like. They're like they act like it's a party, and they take a ton of pictures for no reason. And I'm like, oh, dude, I look like I kind of did that. I think you know what I mean. I was like, I'm an open mic. Yeah. It's like now, would you have a trouble, or did you make friends right away? Um, I made friends right away, but I also made a lot of enemies Ooh. right away. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a fifty-fifty shot if you're gonna like me or not when we meet. Any, I mean, you, yeah. you bet. You know me. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not. I'm very. You said genuine, very genuine. That comes with a cost. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that does come with a cost. Like what? Uh, okay. Like what? 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 What's like the? What's like the? What's that word in economics? What's the opportunity cost? Like yeah. What what's the losing? opportunity cost? I get to be myself, but half the people probably aren't gonna like me. Okay. But I get to always be myself, and the people that do like me like me for me. So I mean, yes. that's worth it. I think. And don't and if you're, I think everyone. You think anyone like doesn't respect you? Oh. Bro, I think really. I think most of the people, <laughs> I think most people don't respect me. Really? Yeah. They, like, what do they not respect though? They don't respect that I'm I'm blunt. That I'd say what's on my mind, regardless of who you think you are. You know what I mean? Like I don't see 
fucking like rank. I just see what it is and isn't. You know what I mean? So, should you see? I mean, like, should no, you be kissing? Fuck but no. First if all, somebody's who saying the- something stupid around you, you should be able to point it out, especially in the comedy world. Why can't I say you're saying something stupid? Like, that's the point of being in comedy is that we're supposed to yeah. say what what we're what's supposed to be said in the room, what's on everybody's mind. Somebody's got to say it out loud. It's like what? the free thinking kind like of means. Yeah, to talk like, about. like we were, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like... Do people think you're mean? Oh, I'm kind of Oh, there's mean. so many people who think he's mean. It's funny, dude. I'm just being real, though. Like, because the thing is, they don't see my nice side. But you're a sweetheart. They don't... It's what I mean. They don't talk to me. They just... A lot of people hear stories about me in the scene and think this guy must just be a total ass. So they already come in with an opinion. Which is... You know what? I'm guilty of that, too, with certain people. You know? I came into the scene and you hear about this certain group of people that like to ostracize and and try to get people canceled so you already go yeah. in there thinking i don't like these people yeah so now yourself you already built a negative bridge which i am guilty of that you know what i yeah. mean so like a You're lot a of human. my issues have been on that you know yeah. so like people though on the other side think that about me and then they come in and they think i'm just some kind of prick but they don't know like i'm the first one that's gonna pick up the phone to help you if you need exactly something. You know, they don't exactly. see that side exactly but it's like that's because i don't also give that side to the just because we said shook hands and met yeah you don't get what, what the fuck? you know what i mean yeah don't expect that out of anybody anyone that anyone that has had a real conversation with you probably very appreciates you for the like most a real part, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. not just like off the cuff and you're like making some joke yeah whatever. i'm trying to get a laugh say something yeah. awful yeah but yeah. like people who are unapologetically themselves i feel like are like everybody looks up and wants to be around people like that you yeah. know what i'm saying that's like the best you can be you yeah know? no true but there's also a misconception that i'm sexist which i hate so much i honestly hate that so much you want to you want to you want to squash that right now well it's because it's like the to me it's hilarious <laughs> because like i'm raising a daughter to be like a warrior you know what yeah. i mean like she's in jujitsu she does wrestling yeah. like she's 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 like I, I, everything, like I pour everything to my daughter. I, I tell her there's no, there's no weaker sex. You can be whatever yeah. you want. Nobody can hold you back. That I'm married to a strong, independent woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like that's my my view is there. Women aren't the weaker sex, so they can take a joke just as much as men can. You know what I mean? So it's like why should I not be able to say that about a woman? She should be able to see that and laugh at it. And most of them do. You know what I mean? What are you doing that people might construe as sexist? As sexist? Well. Um, a comic addressed me the, uh, a few weeks ago, actually, and I'm taking yeah. Ronnie's episode away from him. I'm no, sorry. we'll get to Ronnie. I got yeah. Ronnie's, Ronnie's the real nice. sexist. Okay. We're going to Ronnie. Yeah, we're going to I just don't know. We can go forever. I got by that the way. Cosby yeah. of me. This could be the longest nice episode. That's fine. Okay, yeah. cool. But, like, all right. So, for example, like, I had a, a female comic in the scene come up to me after a set at New Way, which is an open mic in, in the Metro Detroit area. I feel like that's one of the that's a free open mic. Like, that's like a no holds barred. Yeah. That's where you go to work out stuff and say wild things. And, like, a lady came in and sat in like the front table there and like pulled her shirt down. She was wearing a tight spandex shirt, and pulled it down, and her nipple almost came out. And I was just like on stage. It's happening right in front of you. Everybody's seeing it. So you comment it like, Jesus Christ, what are you, you know, yeah. you're, you're blinding me, you know, and everybody's laughing, having a good time. I get off stage. This female comic comes up and says, You can't talk to women that way. You can't, you can't mention a woman's. And I'm just like, What the are you talking about? Yeah. I can say whatever I want for one when I'm on stage, yeah. as long as it's not, you know, hate speech yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, for the yeah. most part and even hate speech if you're trying to be funny with it you know yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah you know if it works who gives a but it's just like she's telling me i can't make a joke about women's bodies even though it's happening right in front of me and i'm like the, the thing that was funny to me though is like the women the women at the table and the women in the room were dying laughing yeah. you know and she stayed another hour to watch comedy so it's not like she got uncomfortable and left and then she she, she came up and she's like well do you ever say anything about men and i'm like yeah i say to men all the time yeah. you know what i mean especially yeah. about appearance so it's just like they don't put it into context they want you to just hate women and like also 
you kind of get you might get some of this too. We're kind of like the model of like what you're not supposed to like in society today. A little bit. Yeah. Straight white male with a beard and they're not pushovers, you know. There's a little yeah. chip on not well, yeah. not chip cliche. on the show. Like, yeah. Definitely like we're the cliche white guys. I think we're you know? like a cliche for sure. Yeah, so it's just like they want to put us in those little boxes and then it's just like, "No, I'm not just no, I I make fun of men all the time. I make fun yeah. of women. My whole life like I grew up with three women. I grew up with my younger sister, older sister, my mom, and no dad my entire yeah. life. My whole life's been around nothing but women. So the reason I talk so much about women is because I know more. You know, I, 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 that's my, what my experience has been my whole life has been being surrounded by women. Yeah. So it's just like, to the, my dog's even a girl now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've, like, you've I got curated. Nothing. You've curated your women life. So all right, and I want to ask all you guys about this. So like, do you think like someone was complaining about a comic to me? Mm. Uh, at some point in the all these episodes, whatever, right? And my response was, like, the wild should be able to take care of the wild, right? So, like, you said something that that person viewed as offensive, mm. but the wild, the people in the audience, if they don't laugh, then they've made their choice. Yep. If they laugh, then they've made their choice, and the wild... Does that make sense? No, that's, yeah, like that's it's Patrice like Patrice O'Neal talks about all the yeah. time. It, honestly, it was almost like what earlier, but it's like you were gonna learn everything off trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like that's why, like you gotta f- up. Like, like that's the thing. Hey, even if it's working, eventually, like if you really think deep down, like that, that sh- don't work. Even if you see it killing in this room or whatever it is, and then you don't believe it, then it's like, hey, at another level, somebody else is gonna see this and it will get shut down. Like you, and then they're gonna learn that lesson on their own. Yeah. Like people trying to say that. Sh- you know what I'm saying? Where it's yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm trying to control like control. what you say. And that's the thing. It's like sometimes people hurt that. And it's like, yo, this is like something that's going to work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Eventually yeah. it's going to work. There's like, where's this where you're crafting something? Like, this is a direction. If people are feeling it, then it's obviously like something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, until I feel like it's not going to work, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. where's the input? As long as the crowd, you know what I'm saying? So like up there with the good wild. intent. Yeah. You know what I'm it's saying? It's like Darwinism. It's like Darwinism, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. If something it'll is weak, if something is weak, it'll get taken yeah. care of, and if something is strong, it'll it'll be put. Up. Yeah. So like Ronnie, so like I've I've remember when you came to. Oh, I thought he was gonna be like so weak. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Speaking of weak, let's go to Ronnie Warbeck. No, uh, you got to take your phone off the thing. It's it's buzzing. But uh, when you, so I've like watched you. You came over to my uh, little COVID show. Yeah. Right in the I winter. That. Yeah, it was cool, man. And that was early on, I believe. Yeah, that was like. That was real early on. That was we were standing outside in the middle of December yeah. by a fire. And that was like I feel like that was early in your in your in your little journey. And then I remember like Paul said something to you, and he was like, he said something about how because you had made a couple jokes about having cerebral palsy. Yeah. And Paul was like, lean into that. And so like, how have you like navigated like figuring out like what to lean into? Because um, like going off that like what the like let the wild take care of just crack it dude it is what it is man yeah no just crack them it's it, been over with so long ago yeah open it like yeah a you, just, you prolonged <laughs> it. I think you guys my bad I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry yeah how have you like figured out because I've watched you like I feel like you're one of the people you're one of the people that made me want to like quitish not in a bad way just like because we kind of started similar and I've just watched you like your learning curve has like skyrocketed and mine's been almost like this like horizontal slow line. So I've been very impressed. So like, how have you done that, like, so quickly? I mean, a lot of it was just because, like, I would be going out so much, like, when the, everything first started open. Like, I was still going out seven nights a week. Yeah. And, like, working a nine-to-five job, getting home at, like, three in the morning and waking up at seven. Like Yeah. So like that that's lot six of, hours. That's not bad, right? Yeah, a lot of that Five. had to like that helped me a lot, and then like having a disability helped me because of just being able to like 
talk about having a different point of view, but, like, it did come with, like, learning curves, like, on, like, how to, like, talk in, like, a certain way to where it doesn't sound like you're trying to ask for sympathy oh, from the yeah. crowd. yeah. Because there's, like, and then there's sometimes, like, even now that I'm still learning, like, I can, like, say it in some ways, but, like, depending on where I'm at, like, I have to, like, do other jokes on top of that to let people know that it's okay to laugh I at see. something that I have and that I cr- tell, I'm telling all these jokes that I created because I have this point of view. Yeah. And, like, I feel like do, talk just even talking about it in general has really helped me come with, like, just a better idea of how to approach it to where it might sound, like, funnier to someone to, like, and that's the thing is, like, because no matter what I, like, you, any cerebral palsy joke I do it, there's always that. That's a f- joke. Like, I've had yeah. people, like, come after me and tell yeah, me, like, Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. They're like, you can't say that. I'm like, it's my disability. Like, yeah. I've had people tell me, they're like, you're not really disabled, are you? I'm like, uh, you've never seen me walk downstairs. Yeah. Or across flat level floors. I mean, you can tell. Just yeah, they've just never surface. seen me walk in yeah. general. <laughs> never seen me ice skate. <laughs> never seen me on a luge. Did you know that that was going to be the angle you took? Or is it like you got into it and you start telling jokes and you're like, ooh, 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 and you just keep build, 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 build? Well, I never really, like, I kind of knew I'd eventually, like, find a way to talk about it. But uh, what really helped me was uh, one night. I was um, at uh, Paradise Lounge in Southfield. I was at an open mic. And yeah. Just, at Justin Eschenmacher, who's a comic who is in uh, Austin now, he was the one who came up to me because of just the way I hold my arm and just in general because I hold it up and, like, my wrist is always pointing down. Yeah. Uh, but, no, the moment, like, I told him I had cerebral palsy, he's like, you definitely need to talk about that because it's going to make you stand out compared oh, to everyone yes, else. Oh, yes, 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 And, like, yes, that yes. night... I wrote about, like, just one joke about having cerebral palsy, and then, like, it just kept on spreading. And, like, yeah. I'm, like, little things that I've noticed that, like, is a difficult to me. I'm, like, oh, I could just make this into a joke now. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, quick so, shout-out, Justin Essenbacher, by the way, somebody that can give great advice to anybody but himself. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I love him, but, I man, he just can't figure it out. Really? <laughs> I thought he's like in Austin, like doing okay. He's in Austin. His podcast is taking off. He's going like a different route tree than just yeah. the stand-up tree. But like, no, I love Justin. He's one of my good friends. But it's, it, this is a whole side note. But it's like, really I don't want to miss a chance to dunk on him. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's a whole different thing. So like, okay, so he said like he leading the cerebral palsy thing, and he found that. So let we'll go right to left on this one. So like, you talked about like the uh, people kind of put you in a, a, a straight white male box a little bit, mm-hmm. and they kind of assume some things when you walk in the door. So, like, how have you found, like, your little niche in that whole being a generality kind of... There's so many straight white male dudes out there, right? There like, is. telling jokes. Funny, I mean, honestly, eventually funny has risen to the top, but I've definitely, like, felt pressure to, like... Because, like, I do tell jokes. I have no problem, though. That's the thing. It was, like, I'll tell jokes about, like, like yeah. you know what I'm I'll saying? I'll edit that, but go ahead. <laughs> I'll tell jokes. I'll tell jokes yeah. about, like, uh, yeah. some wild stuff. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, I'll keep that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut like, that. We'll definitely cut that. All right. <laughs> but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 like, I'm comfortable with myself, like, deep down. So, like, I can, like, push stuff. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I, you also want to, like, stay true to yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, eventually you, you kind of, like, you'll say, uh, like, I guess for me, like, 
I've tried to like kind of go with like what people would want, and it has come like with some good ideas because I've still stuck to myself. But yeah. essentially, like, uh, it's just the grind of like it, you got to be yourself and you got to suck for a really long time and you got to just keep crafting. All right, let me reword this. Like, what is your unique point of view? That's so, like okay, I'm gonna go like watch your stuff. Like, am I getting anything? Like, what's your unique take on stuff? It's just me. Though. It's like it's me. I'm a 23 year old Midwestern kid. Yeah. Like, not kid, man. Like, yeah. I look, I look young, and I like, I just talk about that I like to do. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my dating and you're life funny. And, stuff. and it just it happens to work out. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if I looked at it now, like I used to try to be like creative and be like, okay, these people are talking about these jokes. Mm-hmm. Let me try to do something that's a little bit different and stuff like that. But then it's like, okay, if I just talk about me, like I like dating jokes right i have a lot of dating jokes and yeah how many people have jokes about so dating, many right but so like many. now mine are like creative enough and unique enough to me where it's like it doesn't seem it's like Ugh. i'm not like oh dating's weird right yeah. like you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. like it, it has worked yeah. itself out to where it's like you know i'm able to just be myself but that's the thing i'm i'm like still worried because it's like i also play off looking young because that's like kind of my yeah. thing that i have different than other people yeah I, like i play off my youth a lot yeah. but it's like how long is that going to last? And it's also like, it's like, you know, a lot of the jokes that I use are like, it's pretty hacky. Like people say that, are you old enough to be in here? Like, you know, but people want to hear that every once in a while, but it's like, it's fun to play off of it, but it's like, you don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to be like cushioned to where it's just like, Hey, I'm just talking about how I look like a kid. It's kind of like just playing off of one factor instead of showing off like yeah. you know, my, you know, myself. I thought this is something I, I've like, I've, I said, I like you got, you were asking like where I've been playing. I said, I've, I feel like I've gotten a lot better in the last two months. I took some like core. You were saying like you you have those young jokes, right? Mm. And I took like some jokes that I I didn't. I kind of was like sick of the topic. Yeah. And I took them and I applied them to. Like I was able to apply them to like a new genre, if that makes sense. Like I had some jokes about me dating, right? And it was like me like uh, being a certain age in dating, mm. and I just like changed the jokes around, and I and I like brought him into like a new genre and like the core of it so i think you'll be fine i mean i know you'll be fine obviously yeah, yeah. i don't know if this if makes any sense i know it eventually yeah it, it like pile right? yeah yeah exactly yeah. It, it, you you work it out over time yeah that's like something exactly that's funny is funny yeah the, the root idea is always there yeah exactly unless i get yeah. like into a terrible car accident or something and then it's gonna be <laughs> then like, the new stuff yeah yeah exactly you got a bunch of new yeah, premises yeah, yeah 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 and then you can be crippled like yeah. me <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll just steal all ronnie's jokes so <laughs> <laughs> and start working <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah you just change everything to like yeah yeah straight white male that's all i was missing to be able to make these jokes work <laughs> all right straight white male number two Cause you're a, you're a you're a uh, Ronnie's a straight, straight white male. You're not a white male. He is. He's adopted by German whites. Yeah. And raised in the their culture. You're adopted uh, adopted by German whites. But what are you? What are, what's NASCAR? your nationality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were in a NASCAR convention. <laughs> yeah. What what are you? What's your nationality? I'm Guatemalan. Guatemalan. Yeah. So you're a straight Guatemalan male. Yeah. All right. So straight white. Straight white with a limp. <laughs> yeah. A dope limp actually. Yeah. yeah what is what is your like unique thing to like? break through the stereotype for me um i just kind of like i'm just unabashedly me like that's I, what yeah that's i was sense. raised in like poverty yeah like i've had a really f- life like the, the five years we weren't in poverty was when like my mom was with my stepdad you know yeah. what i mean and he ran off with my sister so it's like Whoa. you know yeah so it's just like yeah she was 21 it's not like there's some rape going on but like you know what i mean so it's like i've that's had still though that's, my, a, that's i've had thing. lows and then ups and then yeah. back down to the poor house all you know within my before i was like 13 you know yeah. so then it's like then how did you process all that like as you're like this kid i drink 
No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, like, oh, it's getting real. <laughs> nah, it's getting real. I, uh, I laugh about really. F- that really is why I, I, yeah. I've always loved comedy is because like I can laugh at almost anything, no matter how awful it is, because I've been in some really, really bad positions yeah. in my life, you know, like. So, I mean, that's that's just it. And also, like, I grew up, luckily, like, in a really diverse, like, upbringing. You know what I mean? Like, so I was around so many different cultures because we like a, moved around yeah. so much. Yeah. My mom always had a new set of was friends. Was it always up in Port Huron? Or no, it- no. I was born down in Gross Point and, like, okay. in the Detroit area until I was, like, seven or eight. And then we were in the Marysville area and Port Huron area for most of my life. I feel life like that whole area is, like, sneaky diverse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, like it's mm-hmm. more diverse than you would think if you yeah, don't. Port Huron is Mary's big time, not, but Port yes, Huron but, specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Port Huron is definitely diverse. Yeah, um, so it's just like I've been very lucky with that. So I get a lot. Of, I have a lot of perspectives because I've been exposed to like almost every, like most angles. You know, yeah. I've not just been one tracked. You know mind and then so i think that's what helps me get booked in a lot of the you know inner city urban rooms which is yeah. where i get most of my work from yeah um is because and i think that's just a relatable story i think too you know what i mean people can relate so yeah i don't know it's and, and then also like i've made it to a point in my life to where like where i'm comfortable i was you know i was an engineer before i started doing comedy i was working mm-hmm. as an engineer and she said i want to do this you're out yeah you know i'm lucky i have an awesome wife that's like yeah i just want to see you happy so let's do this you know what i mean so all right so that's okay we'll go left to right on this question like so I'm definitely, like, I got my day job. I really like my day job. Um, like, someone was like, I think Nick Kelly was on. He's like, if you could go, if you could be a headliner right now, would you, like, bounce out? And I was like, no. I don't think I would, right? Because I'm like, I really do like my gig. And I got, I've been in it for, like, 16. I got 10 more years to go to, like, complete the career, maybe go longer. You got a cool job, though. I, mean, I love my job. You. You really I love my cool job. job. You know? I love my job, right? I'm the luckiest dude in the world. So, like, are you... Are you like doing this? Is it like comedy or bust? And it, I yes. think you already kind of answered it. Yes. So I'm like, in. you're all in. So like, where? So, I guess like, if comedy's your like job, I'm curious as to like what your, like what your work schedule is like with comedy. Like, how do you how do you approach that? So basically, like, because you're not just like I see some people say I've heard I've had some people sit here and be like I'm comedy your bust, and it's like I don't think you are. You know, like, yeah, I yeah. think you're just, like, doing it as a hobby, which is cool, mm. but I think you're saying you're doing it, but you're not, I don't understand. So, mm. like, tell, t- I want to, like, hear this hear this whole processing. So, for me, like, especially when I'm, like, really grinding it out, like, I've just, I just got through, like, a nice little period here where I finally, like, broke through, like, a level. Yeah. So, like, I'm, like. Tell them, yeah, tell us about that. Well, I, I just that. had my, like, I just had a feature weekend, like, my first real true weekend at a real good, legit comedy club. Where was it at? So it was at the Toledo Funny Bone. So, it was, like, it was awesome. I you know so it's just like all right it's working but like for the first two and a half years all it was was get in my car you know drive an hour because the first year was just my mind how far you drive covid so like you had you had two rooms maybe open in michigan so me and my buddy Bilal at the time would literally get in a car and drive to cleveland because there was a mic so we drive to cleveland for two five minute sets yeah and then drive back that's sweet though that is kind of sweet and then we drive to chicago for two five-minute sets and yeah. then drive back and then the other side. So it was just like literally I was running a triangle between Detroit, Cleveland, and Chicago and everything in between that for two and a half years, like the first year. Yeah. And then after that, it was hit up every room that was open. So, you know, I was sitting, getting up like 10 times a week. It was amazing. Least. That's legit. Um, and then, you know, now it's just right now I, I Uber during the day to make some cash. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I still got I still help pay some bills. And I'm, I'm making money off comedy now more consistently, you know. Yes. Uh, so that's good. Uh, the cash is starting to come in from from performing, so yeah. that's always going good. Like, what is your like? Are you like are you like writing during the day? Do you have like a set schedule? I or is never, it kind of I'm always writing. Like that's the thing, though. Okay. 
Like, I'm not somebody that can just, like, all right, at 11 a.m., I'm going to yeah. sit down till noon and write in my journal. Yeah. In my journal. And uh, I, I just always have my journal on me. Like, I view the mind like a pipe. You know what I mean? Um, and new ideas are always coming through that pipe. But if you don't write those ideas down and like your notebook and get them yeah. out of your head, they clog up that pipe and then you never get any new ideas because all you're thinking about is the ideas you didn't oh, write down. Oh, wow, that's so good. You know, and then, then you're just losing ideas out the back end that are never going to get to the forefront because you never wrote that, the ideas. I love that. You're popping Did you in. come up with that analogy? No. Uh, Calif- I, that analogy, to, to break it down that way, yeah, but it's uh, it's from a TV show called Californication where he said you got to write the, the down yeah. to get to the good ideas. Um, because he like threw like uh David Duchovny wrote like this autobiography for, for yeah. this rock star, and the guy read it and he's like, "This is dog shit." And he's like, "It's good though. You got all the bad ideas out, so now the good ones could come in." So like that philosophy just kind of formed from like one line in a stupid TV show from ten years ago. But, yeah. Um, but That's no, awesome. it, it's helped though, because so now it's like no matter how stupid I think a joke is, if it's gonna work or not, I just write it down so I don't have to think about it anymore. And then it's just, since I've started doing that, the thing's more than half full. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just always writing. Now I'm always it's always in my car next to me when I'm driving. It's on me right now. You know I've always had it on me. The muscle you're like using the muscle, and mm-hmm. the muscle is like loose. Yeah, and it's working. That's awesome. All right, dude. What's your little? Because you're like on a different. You've like hit a new level recently, correct? Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So I you just were hypnotized by Daniel Grinnell's. Yeah, yeah. No, speech. no, no. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I have yeah. I, I don't. It's weird to talk about. Talk I, about it, dude. Brag. This is your time. That's here's, right, the, here's the whole point of this. Can I tell you the whole point of this podcast? Right. Number one, the point of the podcast is so I could like really, because it's hard to like at a like a bar scene and like talk to people. So it's like all these people are cool. I really want to meet them. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I want to learn how to do a podcast. Number three, this is like your moment in time, right? Yeah. To really like get it out, and then a year from now, you come back. And we get to like see yeah, check up and see where check up, going. right? That's so true. this is like the most not bragging. You're not yeah. bragging. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. giving like the update of Steve Kaz. Yeah, yeah. So like do not feel like you're bragging or anything like that. This is this is what like the whole point of this. This is the whole yeah. point of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So go. Um it's it's Thank and that's the thing. I don't mean it as like a, a brag because oh, it's not all bad. it's not all golden like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's obviously to everything, you know. I you know, I'm not gonna talk about bad though you know you want to focus on good yeah but it's definitely so i've been uh i've been basically following uh mike ball around on tour for with like future of comedy show which i saw that that's a big deal yeah yeah yeah. so that's like uh you're on tour yes steve kaz is on tour ladies and gentlemen so yeah yeah. i've been on tour for like the past seven months now and it's like at least two shows a week we did like three shows a week for like three months so that's been like helping me like with all it's just a lot of stage time with like the best audience you can get in comedy is a paying audience. No matter yeah. where you are, you yeah. have a paying audience who's attentive to the show and he puts on a great production. So it's like getting these like regularly good audiences to help me like develop. So uh, I've been uh, doing that tour with him. And, and that's then, like that's like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's like three yeah. night sh- three yep. shows and three yep. shows a week. But it's all over too though. So it's like you're driving. Sometimes it takes you know. Are you spending the night there on the weekend? Yeah, sometimes because it's like if you're driving three and a half hours and stuff like that, I'm just gonna crash in a hotel. I mean, we have like I got to go to Wisconsin this weekend. You know, we're doing a show out there, so it's yeah. like little stuff like that, Chicago and stuff like that. It's that's the thing. It's not like we're you know, it's not like bougie or whatever. Like we're staying at people's places I get you. and stuff. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. It's the grind, dude, and you know, it's 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 it is the dream, you know. So it's it's very cool. But I, you know, I can't do just that. I got to supplement, you know, I got to do video work on the side too. So I do, I do his video work. I do obviously my video work. I do, uh, I'm just starting to do some video work for some places. We're going to see if that takes into promotions for some like more clubs. Time out for one second. So you're telling me as a 23 year old man, you are 
uh, independently working for yourself. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Thank, thank that's you. That's amazing. Thank you. Can you, I mean, do you feel good? Do you, like, understand that's a big deal? Have you ever, like, thought about that? That's a big deal. It's just, I get it, but it's, like, sometimes, dude, it's just, like, okay, so I get a certain amount, like, you get, it's a different freedom that other people get, though. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still, like, now it's, like, my all my time is tied up, and I can't, I feel guilty when I'm not working, because it's, oh. like, I have to be on my own schedule. You're gonna, you, you're, 20, you're gonna figure that out. I know eventually, but it's, like, still, like, sometimes it's, like, like, I think, like, literally for the pet, because, like, when I was on tour and stuff like that, and I'm editing every single day, I like to do, normally how I like to break up my work schedule is, like, do four hours a day, every single day. It's beautiful. And then get it the way. What about, what about, what, 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 when's your, when's your break time? When's your day off? I just kind of keep it going. Sometimes I'll take Sundays off after a long day of travel or whatever, and I, I, I'll, like, chill. You need two days off. Two? You, you need think? two days off, man. Yeah, you need two days off. Okay. You need a two days off. It's like the natural way of things, hundred percent. You think? Because hundred percent, dude. I got. I was like, I did something the other day where I, I did. I had like, uh, I took a nice like two day break yes. where I did like, I didn't focus on doing anything. I was like, yes. hey, let's just like chill. And yeah. it was like, I was like, oh my god, this feels like. Do eight hours one day and just do take two days off. Yeah. Yeah, that's very done, true. dude. Done. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yeah, take two you days just need off. To schedule please. yourself better. It is. Please. That's what I'm saying, though. My we'll we'll talk like once every six months, dude. We'll talk once every six months. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But, I've uh, done all this stuff, dude. I've done all the stuff that you're talking. I mean, I haven't worked for myself, but I've like overworked myself. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you got to take two days off. But anyway, okay. keep going. Keep talking. This is amazing. This is a, this is a hundred percent. This is amazing that you're doing this. So keep going. I appreciate it. I do. So sometimes I do. I, you know, I'm. I'm trying to enjoy the journey more, you know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. the thing about how you keep pushing is you're not satisfied, you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's Which that, is a beautiful thing. Yes, but it's like that's it's like it's you know, it's finding that happy balance between like, hey, wanting more but also being like, hey, what I got is kind of a lot. So it's like I'm I'm in the balancing stages of that right now. Yeah. But and I'm also cuz like the videography job is like that's what I really have to like like self-taught Yes, yes. My dude, this guy, my buddy dude. went to my buddy went to CCS and we did like rap videos for a while and like I kind of learned like just watching him I would like sit and hit with yeah. him we just chill all the time and do stuff and then it was just a useless skill forever and then I tried to use like the vlog and I was like all right this and then clips came out and I was like oh now I have a <laughs> use for this skill you know and yes. I know it so much more proficiently than other people so it was like all right cool and then uh, I got like opportunity to like really work on it with mm -hmm. uh, with Mike. He gave me the opportunity to like make videos. So like I game like like you know every single day for like eight months. Like just looking at this, looking up YouTube videos, yes. like all the stuff. So like I became like incredibly proficient because I had like the you know I had a goal where it's like hey I need you to do this. So I'm not just like because it's hard to learn a skill when you don't have a direction with it. Like I, you know oh go yes. learn it up on YouTube. It's like it's kind of hard to like if I don't have a direction. You need yeah. a you need like a, a a place to focus the stuff. Yes, exactly. So yeah. like he kind of he gave me that and that opportunity. And so like now it's just been kind of stretching out. And I'm like okay. I'm handling this now. I'm trying to expand it because I'm like, this is this might be my like bread and butter to where it allows me to really like pursue comedy, you know, yeah. like actually doing like video work and like marketing. And I'm like, I'm starting to recognize. I feel like this is a lot of thing too. Is like you don't recognize for a while like you're valuable in a skill, you know what I'm yes. saying? Until yes. it, like it takes a while where you're like, oh, wow, I do this better than some other people. You yeah. Know? So. That's awesome, man. Thank you. That's awesome. And this all came about in the last what year? Yeah, uh, literally March. March is all started. Because I feel like I've and I saw you like me, like you were talking about like putting videos on Facebook. I saw that all happen, and then all that stuff. And you're doing, and then all of a sudden I saw you just like Mike Ball show, 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 yeah. show, 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 show. Well, so I I I made so I got I was making stupid money off of Facebook. I had one video pop off. And yeah, Facebook explain this. Me. Can you explain this? So if you, they had like a real incentivization program. 
because they were trying to keep up with TikTok. So basically, they were like trying to get uh, create content creators to come to their platform. So they're paying ridiculous amounts mm-hmm. for videos. And yeah. It just that didn't. That first make wave sense. was crazy. And you I, made I mean, money off. We're that. in the first wave, yeah. So we're like our cap is like like thirty times higher than the other cap. Like yeah. so, you, it's still this. Yeah. So you signed in an so, agreement. It's, it's harder now. I think though. mine turns out but. in January. It goes to the new cap, which is like so. Like when we. Like, we did not like we ever made the max cap, but our max cap when we got our Facebook reel was thirty five thousand dollars. You could make it a month, max. Yeah. All right. Now they've capped it at twelve hundred bucks. But we were part of the first wave where they're like, "Please come to Facebook to put your reels on here and make this money." Wow. Yeah. So I was and, and you advertised that you were like very you're like get over here well, do this people do would this. really hit me up and like yo they thought I was running a scam. Talk about how I, I thought, thought you were running a scam. Talk about how ungrateful yeah. people are in this scene that Steve's like, hey, here's a good way to make some yeah. Yeah, money, and now they're all. I thought it was pyramidy. I thought it, I thought I was like I was like in my head I was like first of all that's awesome that Steve's doing it. Then I was my second thought was like that's so nice that he's like sharing information. But like this background deep thought was like yeah. is he doing a pyramid scheme? Yeah, well that's what people are like why yeah. why is he and it's just like no like it was literally just like hey just like yeah. it's literally the scrap like I always I'll, you'll never see a real bit of mine. It's always just like whatever and you throw yeah. it up there and then like you, I was making, I literally made 1200 in one month. Yeah. And then I got like another seven. Like I was making like nice money off of this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah. I was like, yo, like any, everybody can do this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, and then it really, you know, picked up and stuff like that. And then it got like uh, a little bit more strict. But uh, that was the thing where I was like, I put it out there. And then Dan was the one who hooked me up with Mike. He was like, hey, because Mike was like talking to him about like someone who knows how to edit videos. And he had like a little bit of knowledge in it. But he was like, I know someone who like really knows if you're like looking for that. And then like he hooked me up with that. So like that's, you know what I'm saying? And it yeah. took off. Yeah. Ronnie, okay. So you're also doing comedy full, full time, correct? Yeah. All right. So what is your like day to day process? Uh, my day-to-day process right now is I just started doing DoorDash just to make a little bit more cash on hand, yeah. on the hand, and then, like, I have been, I was doing a lot with the feature comedy, and... That's um, the Mike Ball. Mike Ball's yeah, a feature yeah. comedy, yeah. Yeah, I, I was doing a lot with... You're looking him. at three regulars. Jesus. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 three... You scared three me. Three feature comedy regulars here. Uh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, so, like, I've... That's I've, a goal. That's, I have a year, like, a two-year goal. I would like to do one feature of comedy show. Yeah. Gotta get better. We got enough white men. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. I, I, I have to battle to keep my position as yeah. a yeah, white yeah, man yeah, on yeah. that. Jason's trying to become a cripple, so Ronnie's <laughs> getting <laughs> <laughs> No, keep going, though, man. So you're doing DoorDash to kind of like give you a little bit more financial freedom. Yeah, working at a comedy club at the Detroit House of Comedy. Oh, yeah. What, what are you doing there? I'm working the door. Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, Ronnie's my backup, by the way. <laughs> yeah. happens. Are you working there, too? Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. are both working there. Ronnie's my backup. He's my he's my other bouncer. If something happens and there's there's 200 people in there, but if something happens, Ronnie's got my back. Have you guys yeah. had to bounce anyone yet? Um, I haven't had to throw anybody out, but people have been removed. That's gotcha. so funny. Going down. You know how Ronnie. scary that Even is. Even Ronnie is a weapon. I'm yeah. throwing Ronnie, Ronnie at the, the people. Shield. Yeah, Do you know how real. scary that is? The one the days that I'm working as the only bouncer. Like, Nobody's gonna hit you. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm not gonna be able to throw anyone out when they're no. over half my size. Oh no, man, with your arm, you could barely throw their purse out. <laughs> You got to look at the GM and just You got to like trick them. You got to be like, you got to be like, hey, there's someone that needs to really talk to you outside. I think yeah. it's like someone important. <laughs> Your family member's out here. It's an emergency. And then just lock yeah, the like door. Like a Bugs Bunny routine. And just lock the door. Hey, uh, I think your grandmother died. Oh I wouldn't God. let your mom in because she didn't have a ticket. Oh, but wow. like, <laughs> So you're working then. You're doing a lot of jobs. Um, yeah, well, pretty much. But like, I'm still having fun with it. Like, it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. It's just like. 
my like I've things have been slowing down in like the whole like getting on stage. Why is that? Show. Why is that? Why is that? Um, just I poor planning on not get, like. <laughs> I like the honesty. <laughs> I like the honesty. Like Ronnie honesty. needs a. <laughs> as Boba would say. <laughs> yes, I'm taking the exact opposite route of Kanye. I love the. Like, yeah, if yeah. anyone wants to be my agent, hit me up, <laughs> please. I like to work. I have a good work ethic. I didn't get from this third world country for no reason. Yeah, your parents bought you. <laughs> I, 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 Ronnie starts with like, yeah, you know, I just love it. I'm just having fun. Somebody help me. <laughs> yeah, why? 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 No, just poor planning on my part. Just like. Ronnie's so red right now bro yeah. <laughs> you're having a good time that's just my natural complexion is it <laughs> but no um just not booking things out further in advance to have things like around this time of the year yeah organization so my question is okay so you guys are at like a different level than i am right now are you guys are not pe- really no, no. well i feel like you guys we're all no. the same level in this room right now we're all um, open basically still yeah. okay well okay how about uh if hmm. i mean it's okay to Listen, you just did a feature, mm. you went on tour, and you're doing shows on the reg. So yeah. it's okay. It's all good. We're like at I, the same spots, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, once, no, once right. you know what I'm saying, you got to... From, from a satellite view, yes. From like from like on, on the ground level, yeah, you guys are like a little farther on the track. It's we all good. That. Yeah, I'm on the outside you're, lane. You're right there. Though. I'm on the outside lane, and you guys are on the inside lane. I'm well, like, I think... Well, I no, because like it's a general discussion between the three of us that it's like there's nothing we can, can't stand more than the people that are like... They talk like they're superior to you, but it's like, dude, we're on the same show. Why do you think you're yeah, yeah, yeah. farther ahead than me? But I, you know what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. I yeah, hate that. Just a regular, that. random schmo Joe, who we are. No one's gonna know. Yeah. True. All right. So here's my question though, because it makes sense when when it puts in this perspective. So you guys are all on shows, getting a lot of shows, like on tour, features, blah, blah, and you said you're like having a slow time right now, but normally you're on a bunch of shows. Are you guys still in the in the phrase where you're like hustling, like? bugging people yeah, to be on shows or are people asking you to like hey both. i both. both see i still feel like i'm like i'm like i'm like now and i feel like it's a uh i feel like comedy is very transactional where like if you're producing a show no 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 then that's not, I, oh sorry finish, finish no 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 finish. but and so like if you're producing a show then like and you have someone on your show then like it's kind of like a transaction right and honestly this was this was a uh, uh, an by accident but I feel like having people on this podcast, I've been on a like that uh, Rusty Nail show. Mm-hmm. That Rusty Nail show came. It was a paid show. And it was because Charles Hill came on. And I was like, and we were talking. He's like, oh, by the way, I got this. Uh, and after he's like, oh, Rusty Nail. Come. So I feel like it is a very transactional thing. It is. Well, it is, but it's also that's just like the networking. You know what yeah. I mean? If you yeah. were to go hang out at Grashit Pub and have a good couple sets, yeah. Charles would still book you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Charles is. And by the way, I mean Charles. By the way, is one of the, my favorite people in the scene. Charles Hill. No, I why is that? Charles. Why is that? Charles and me started at the same time. Like okay. we, we, you're looking at. I feel one, like I'm in that same group. Me, Charles, Ronnie, and Steve are all Grashit Pub beginners. You know, I don't know if Steve. I don't. Steve probably. I think he had something else before Grashit Pub. Yeah, I, don't I know. did. I did release a little bit, and then. But it was like that's like yeah. mo- pretty much our first room. Yeah, yeah like the real first open room. mic really scene. Grown. Like that was yeah. like where. Yeah, I, so it's just like. When you if you had went in there in like this in like the the spring of 2020 summer of 2020 it'd be me Ronnie Charles and like Louis Carr were there every day yeah you yeah. know what I mean I love Louis Carr man yeah he just was on so a it's just like that's why like Charles is like 
to me, like it's like that's that's one of the squad right there, dude. That's one of the guys that's like part of the original. It's if like the original six in hockey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. come on, man. If you don't remember Charles Hill in the Farmer Jack T-shirt every oh, single yeah, Monday, yeah. Mm-hmm. you weren't a part of the original group. Just sitting yeah. there drinking away his bad marriage, you know, <laughs> just at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure he likes his wife sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I love Chuck, though, dude. I yeah. love Chuck. But it's uh, also cool to see, because we all know each other when we completely were just awful dog and now to see all of us getting booked yeah. and, like, really becoming our, like, developing our own kind of style of comedy, it's yeah. so cool to see us all finally hitting that phase together at the same time, kind of, you know? It is cool. Yeah, it no, the way cool. I look at this is, like, you, like, I, like, I could never imagine I would be in the same spot in my career if it wasn't for having the friends i have like because like the like how i said like their ability to push me and everything like i i would wouldn't be taking the same approaches that i have in comedy that i do now just because of the groups i have and it's just like you can't grow by yourself like you need like a group of friends to actually come up with is because you're all gonna push each other to be better forms of you now, did you expect like if you surround yourself with the right people? True, very no, hundred percent. So, like, uh, did you expect to develop like a, a a new core group of friends, or was this like was that like a was were you like looking for that, or is that just something that was like whoa 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 like all of a sudden you you got like all because I saw like you were with him on Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, you know, like that. That's very it, cool. It kind of like grew yeah. over this time. Where... I'm Ronnie's a uh, adoptive, yeah. third adoptive parent, by the way. I love those pictures. Because <laughs> Kira fourth. and Joel oh. have me third. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm his. I'm his third. I love those pictures. Parent. Yeah, I love those pictures. Though I saw the uh, pictures on Facebook of you guys at the game, and then at Thanksgiving. Yeah, together. I went to my fam. My I I don't talk Dude, to my I family either. That's family. the first time I had Thanksgiving with those people. What? in 15 years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why was this a year? Because uh, we were. Me that that's like my cousin's house down there, and like we grew up, and our parents all hated each other, so yeah. we never got to hang out. So we're like trying to break trends. Oh, that's you cool. know what I mean. That's cool. So I was like, that's hey, really I'm cool. gonna be at the Buffalo. Yeah, you know, I'm at the Lions game on Thanksgiving. They live like down in like south southern Michigan, like 20 minutes from south yeah. of Detroit. So I was like, care if we swing by? I had my uncle with me, my kid. I got yeah. my other kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, we went and had a great time. I wish I would have known you guys were down there, man. Uh, me and my brother went. Did you? Yeah, we could have oh, hung nice. out before. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, those tickets were uh, a gift from uh, Charles Mitchell. He produces a few of those. I love Charles shows. Mitchell, man. Love that yeah, guy. Charles Mitchell is awesome. I'm one, of, I'm one of his favorites, the book. So I like Charles up. Mitchell, man, a lot. I like him a lot. So he gave me four free tickets to Thanksgiving. That guy's... Yeah. I've never been to a Lions Thanksgiving game. Like I was so excited. Yeah, no, you know? I crossed off a bucket list item yeah. on Thanksgiving. And it's good to take Ronnie places because he just lights up with like, he's just a little <laughs> butterball of joy. You know what I mean, dude? Like he just radiates happiness when he experiences new things. He's like at Willy Wonka's yeah, chocolate man. factory. Ronnie, I've been to two Lions games with Ronnie this year, man. Ronnie's the more it. positive one in the group. Every what? Time. Yeah. what I, about- I love it when he's being positive. It's like shut the f- up, Ronnie. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a big deal. <laughs> We should do a group. Uh, we should do a group lines tailgate next year. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally down. Like, I got Tiger season tickets. Yeah, I knew he was gonna drop <laughs> what? that. I, just went on I knew he was gonna bring God it up. Damn you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, your rep. That's like your rep in the. You got even get no. full season tickets. He got twenty tickets. <laughs> First of all, that's the smartest. You ever had Tigers? You ever like? 
we we had I had a I uh, hate baseball by the ten, way, but going to the ball field is so fun. Yeah, yeah I had a ten game package. I had a ten game package, and so you buy the fr- there's like what package you want? Full season, half season, Friday night package. Dude, give me the Friday night package. I know that's you get the like, I bought. You get like three Friday games, and the rest are like Wednesday and a Tuesday. You know, I don't know. I'm out on that, but I will. I will. I would love to. Yeah, no. Accompany I, you to a couple Friday I'm night totally games. I'm totally down. Like, I got. I bought 28. I'm not going to 20 games. <laughs> we suck already. Man. Yeah, but it's not the point. The point is no, to like no, what no. You said. I always get scared taking Ronnie there, though. Why? Because like I have to look out and he doesn't get trampled by the crowd. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, I like, know that. That's the he thing. really is like a kid when we're out in those masks. For me, you know, I'm just like, all right, buddy, you stay right in front yeah. of me where I can see you. You know, or yeah. stay right behind me. I'll clear you, the way. You got that dad radar. Yeah, the dad radar's up, radar. man. Ronnie falls and, under and it. I'm sorry, but I know you're a man, but. I like being in big crowds, but I understand that my height being in big crowds is not in my favor. Yeah. It's like the scene in The Lion King. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to die or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, but like, that's like, it's like the scene in The Lion King where Mufasa had three legs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, two. Yeah, yeah, two and a half, whatever. <laughs> all right, all right. So this this is, we're almost at an hour, so I want to get this, I want to get this out of the way because this is my favorite part. We're going to go. Middle, we're going to left, and then we'll end with Ronnie. Where are you going to be in a year? I'd like to be out of this. Uh, I think I want to be out of the scene. I'd like to be uh, probably either New York or, like, L.A., Texas. One of those three. I'm kind of indecisive. I'm leaning more towards New York. Okay. Um, just because it's, like, a doctor. Like, I don't know. It's like the, I feel like you develop the quickest there. Yeah. Well, um, why is that? time chamber there uh, a lot of just the you know performing around good people the a lot of the stage time of mics and then just also like the the like how much life and how much stuff you're going to experience yeah. you know what i'm saying that that like free thought is just going to kind of like come in you know what i'm saying like watching how this person does it you're gonna be like oh my gosh people you know what i'm saying and it'll yes. just change your ideas i think that is a part of it multiple so. mics per day like yeah, a couple mics eight, a day yeah and yeah. then you're uh, the competition though that's the thing it's like that's good though yeah you, well that's the thing it's like here you know you go to open mic and maybe the person before you just you know just started or something like that and you're still going to get that in new york too you know mm-hmm. but eventually you're gonna you know you could get to places where it's like oh my gosh it's like five absolute murderers and like you know now i have to like you know follow that with like something like i was a bit you know basically it's like to get a big big fish here and then move to a, a bigger pond essentially. Yeah. so i'm still working on that that's that's uh i do feel like i'm on a showcase i gotta follow akash singh you know what i mean yeah. new york and those guys just show up to their random spots yeah. you know that can happen that happens all i think if 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 you if you're a young dude and you're not like you know married and have kids or anything like that, that's that's the obvious move. I don't yeah. care if you're married and do have kids. Get the f- out of here. Like I had the wife this close to go to Austin. Yes, but I mean, like you <laughs> have other variables. Like yeah, you have yeah. two other variables. You yeah. have to like you have to convince your wife. It's got to happen before. I, oh, let's do finish his section. We yeah, can talk about our mind. But no, I think that's no, you're that's right. Yeah, I got freedom right now. You have freedom. Yeah, I got nothing holding yeah, me back. Every year, every I feel like like uh, you're a tree, right? And every year, like, if a tree is, like, first planted, it's easy to, like, you cut, you, like, shovel around it and you just pick it up and, yeah. but, dude, every year you're here, roots get deeper, roots get deeper, roots yeah. get deeper, and, like, maybe you buy a new car because you have this job, yeah. and now you got to, like, you can't go because you got to pay for the car, and then you, like, got... You gotta go. It is. Go, but I, I, have, I have commitment issues <laughs> deep down, so it doesn't matter. That's go, dude. 
Like, that, I, 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 I can't commit to anything, dude. That was like, that was like one of the hardest things, even with like college, like that. It's like, dude, I gotta sacrifice fifty thousand. Like, I, I, I literally looked at it as like signing my life away. So it's yeah. like, I gotta choose what I want to do for the rest of my life at eighteen. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, eh. I, I, I just have with anything. I don't want anything to tie me down anywhere, dude. Like long, like long, uh, relationships. Like everything, yeah. dude. So it's like, I, I like to talking keep, to a forty-year-old single dude. So yeah, yeah. Keep I think I can freedom, relate. Dude, I can relate want. to what you're saying. That's what you need, dude. Honestly. Um, I uh, I was the same way. The only thing that I lucked out was, was I was like so. F- I just followed the baseball, and the baseball just like luckily landed me in a good spot. Yeah, it's crazy. But I was the same way, man. Trusting the process. That's that's kind of where it's like you know. I, I'm sure that's the thing. I, obviously, I don't have everything figured out. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm assuming as long as I keep trying to take stabs at it, I'll get I, there. So. I hate the phrase "trust the process." Why? Because I it, it, to me it feels like it it doesn't highlight the work you're putting in. Like the process isn't just go up, okay. go okay. up and go to a mic every night. No, no, you can go up and go to a mic every night, but if you're not actually honest with yourself and like trying to write new material and like really thinking this doesn't work, this doesn't work, or you're going on an open mic and it's four years later and you've been doing the same ten minutes for four years with yeah. no changes, like that's you trust the process. I'm up every night, nah. but that's not the pro. The process is being a, a, a psychopath. Mm-hmm. That's the process. Yeah. The process is being like a, picking a thing, fully committing. Being a psychopath about it, and then like being like, "I'll see you in five years." Mm-hmm. That's trusting the process. Being like, "I'm like gonna go open mic and like hang out with my friends and mm-hmm. like yeah. tell some jokes and and not and quit my job because I want to write, but I just like sleep Dude. in till four. Like we were talking about delusional earlier. Like I did yeah. literally quit being an engineer to pursue this with no experience. But I mean, are you grinding? Are you grinding? <laughs> Before my first open mic, I quit. Well, that's that's a that's a that's I mean that's the most delusional thing I've delusion? ever heard. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. You got to follow through delusional. though. Yeah, you follow through. It's working out. How about this? You followed your shot. You guys play yeah. basketball? Yeah, I took yeah. my shot, baby. You don't play basketball? I don't know that phrase, but I play. Basketball. You shoot the ball and then you follow your shot in case you Give miss. Bone, yeah. Steve only he knows. He followed something. a shot. I should say my second open mic. I quit before my second. Open. My first open mic was like eight or nine years ago, but. Yeah, so, but okay. So talk to okay. So you have I have two questions for you. Okay, where are you going to be in a year? And also, like, what caught co- like no one just like quits their job. Like you must have been extremely unhappy mm-hmm. and lost, and like felt like you were not you being your true self. Mm-hmm. That's actually exactly it. Yeah, that's one hundred percent it. Like like eight or nine years ago, I went to an open mic in St. Clair Shores. I met Paul. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I had a coworker that's still in the scene. You know, I worked with who brought me to it. But I knew I was too young and I wasn't in a position where I could pursue it full time. How so old I, are you right now? Thirty one. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, so I didn't know I didn't think I could pursue it at the time. I didn't I couldn't take it seriously enough. So I didn't want to go anymore. So I just yeah. did the one mic and then COVID happened and I and I had been going to school during the day. Okay. Um for like six hours. I had three classes during the day and then I was working midnights as a controls engineer at a factory. That's a and you you look married with a kid. And married with a kid. So that's and that was that's a for about lifestyle. that's that's for like, that was for like two and a half years, three yeah. years, and then COVID hit, and then for the first time in my life, because that's also the thing too, is like ever since I was even a little kid, I've always been in like survival mode. Yeah, like because we were always bounced house to yeah. house, didn't know if we were gonna get kicked out or not, and so like those that was like COVID was the first time in my life where like my life hit, hit pause, mm-hmm. and I was able to actually think about what I wanted to do. And where I was in my life, I wasn't that close with my kid. My marriage wasn't that great. Yeah. And then COVID happened, and I was home for two and a half months, you know, because everything was shut down. Yeah, you had no choice. You know? And it was just like, me and my kid got so close, oh. and I, like, I would, like, cry at night, dude. I was like, story. I'm missing so much of yeah. my kid's life. 
Um, and you know, I don't, I was not that close with my kid before COVID. And then my marriage, like me and my wife were talking and laughing, and, oh, wow. you know, and it was just, it was better. Yeah. I hadn't seen my, cause when I was home, it was homework and sleep yeah. for the last three years. You're roommates. You're yeah. like roommates. That's yeah. it. You know, I was just somebody that dropped my kid off at school and picked her up. You know, I did, other than that, I'm sleeping or going to work. So it was just like, and then I looked around my office when I got back. Cause like what happened was like, so that goes on and I'm like thinking in my head, like, I don't. I don't want to go back. The day I get called back, they called me the day of, and they're like, you need to come back tonight. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I've, I haven't worked in two and a half months. I'm on a normal sleep schedule. Yeah. We only come back to midnights tonight. It's 2 yeah. o'clock right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, no. And they were giving me stuff about it. I was like, all right. So I work for a company that doesn't care for me. Yeah. Care about me. You know what I mean at all? Yeah. I go in there. My boss hadn't been in the entire pandemic and still wasn't going to be coming in. So he's forcing me to come in, and he's not coming in at all. So I was like, okay. And then I had been listening for like the last year and a half before, a year before that, like at work when I was working on stuff, Bill Burr comedy advice. Yeah. And he was talking about like people like, you know, giving out just basic comedy advice that you give to like an open micer, you know, yeah. he has tons of anybody new comic, by the way, just to throw it out there. If you just want to get some weird advice, some sage advice from a top end guy, if you just type in Bill Burr comedy advice on YouTube, yeah. there is dozens and dozens of hours of like 10 to 15 minute clips yeah. of him just talking about comedy valuable you know it's invaluable valuable. information from the best one of the best guys in the game and i'd been listening to that and the one that pushed me over was he got a fan mail from an engineer who literally <laughs> yeah he literally said i'm stuck in my fucking cubicle yeah. i hate my life my day's going by i feel like i'm not listening to my calling and i just want to suck on that silver bullet or that yeah. bullet you know and i was just like Oh, dude, that guy literally just said everything wow. I've been thinking for the last year. And I was like, I think I can do this. Like, I know everybody says I've always been the funny guy in my yeah. friends. But no, I've always been the ridiculously hilarious funny guy in my You're friends. You're already working so hard. You could just, like, take that. Exactly. Take that blue-collar Michigan freaking work ethic yeah. and apply it to comedy where half most everybody's lazy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You're just going to burn. Yes. That's what I did. And that's why like my first year of comedy was just literally people like, how could you do that? I was like, that is so easy compared to what I used to do. Yeah. Driving three hours for five minutes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah it's nuts. But it's like, that's oh six and a, six hours and 10 minutes of my time was burnt. Okay. I used to, not I used really, to work, I used to work 20 hours a day. Yeah. You know not what really. I mean? I <laughs> drove, I, I went to KZU. I drove two, two and a half there. Did yeah. ten, two and a half back. I did it Saturday. Yeah, and like the whole time I was like, "This is the best thing." It's nothing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's nothing. So I love doing. Oh, it's those. too hard to sit in a car and hold a wheel and push a pedal. Yeah, but you don't even have to push the pedal. Yeah. It cruise. You're on the yeah. freeway for ninety percent of it. Like listen to some cool stuff. Yeah, listen to your set. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, the one year. Sorry. Diverge you. Where are you gonna be in a year? In a yeah. year, um, I really hope that I am featuring. I'm having feature weekends at comedy clubs mm -hmm. three out of the four weekends a month. Like that's where I want to be. It's a great goal, year. man. That's a great goal. So by December of next year, we'll mm -hmm. do this again. We'll do the we'll do a Christmas episode again. Yes. yes. And that's that's where we want to be. That's what's up. All right, Ronnie, bring us home, man. Where do you want to be in a year? Me in a year. I'd like to be in a different city. Really, you're moving. Yeah, I want to get. We're to gonna a, miss you, man. I want to get to a bigger city. I just. Like, I was in Chicago last week, and just that grind of being able to do so many more yeah. mics during the week. There's just something about it where it's just, like, coming back. It's just, like, doing one mic a night. It's just kind of, like, it kind of makes me stir crazy. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do multiple mics a night. Like, I'm going to get into, like, a bigger environment. And just to see where it goes, like, I would really like to just be, even if it's just featuring, but I like to be working the road more. Okay. Like, I want to be able to see, like, this travel and do comedy, make random people laugh. So you want to travel and comedy? Yeah. 
That's what's up. So you're moving. You're moving to a different city. You're featuring three out of four, and you're traveling doing comedy. Well, cheers up. That's where, what's up. Where, where are you? Hold on a sec. Where, you, where, you, where do you want to see yourself in a year, Mark? In a year, Mark? Where do I want to be in a year? Because mm-hmm. um, I think, like, we haven't talked to you at all because I know you're the host of your own thing, yeah. but there's some stuff I'd like to ask you. You know, like, how, how do you feel about where you're at in comedy right now and your growth and your, and your, and your development? How do you feel about that right So now? I feel like, okay, so I feel like in the last six months, I've, like, become very comfortable, like, w- with, like, where I'm at, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of realized that, like, I'm in my own lane. Like, I can't compare myself to Ronnie because Ronnie's, like, I can't compare Ripples, myself yeah. to you guys. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> we are, right? Yes, yeah. the crippled guy. Yes. <laughs> so fast. So, okay, my first goal, my first goal was I wanted to uh, host a weekend at Ridley's, mm-hmm. right? Great goal. And I got, so I, a year from now, I, I like, I had a couple good. I thought you were about to say you already had it. I was like, what? No, no, no. no. When am I going to book me, Ridley's? <laughs> no, no, no. When? No, I got, I got really lucky. I got really lucky. No, and I did like, Seriously. I had like two great Ridley things in a mm-hmm. row. And so a year from now. I'm going to like, I think I got, I'm going to like host a weekend, right? So that's mm-hmm. one goal. Great goal. The next goal, so that one's done. That would have been the whole year. The next one would be to kind of move from, like you were saying, like you're 50 50, like you're, you're uh, hounding to be on shows and people are asking you. Like right now, I'm just straight hounding. So okay. I want to transition from hounding to hounding 50 50. So I want to like get on a show, prove I'm decent, and then get asked again. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Oh, that's so that's the goal. Yeah, it's a great yeah. goal. Those are yeah. great goals. Yeah, that's great, the goal. Those are great goals. Yeah. I mean, and that's the that's the thing, too. Like, now, like, because it is 50-50 where I'm hounding, but, like, the club weekend yep. was not hounding. That was based off recommendation. Yeah. Um, like, so that is, like, that's the quickest way to get anything is just to impress people that can yeah. actually help you. Yeah, like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, hell yeah. I mean. And trust the process. Yeah, trust the <laughs> Work your process make your own just make sure you work hard at it and do it smart find honest people <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. be honest with yourself that's honestly the yeah. best advice any comic could ever have is just you have to be 100 percent honest with yourself because yeah. if you sit there and watch your tape and you're like <laughs> that was great it's a crowd and it was garbage yeah. it's like you're not helping yourself at all because that's that's it you're the one that hurts at the end of the day the crowd's not gonna remember who you are tomorrow yeah. you know so you're the one that's gonna be stuck with the crap product for the rest of your life yeah. because you never wanted to get better it does it helps it helps to look at everything you did wrong in a set instead of everything that you did good even if it's perfect or almost perfect you know what i'm saying if you look at the one thing that you did wrong, obviously don't beat yourself up but you're like oh okay now i change this next time boom yeah what you did i watch good sets and take notes about what i did wrong during the good set hell yeah that's how you get better but some people would just be like it's a great set don't need to look at that no (laughs) what you did right is like a check mark and what you did wrong should be long notes Mm. yep you know but that's just like I think I don't know. Do you guys play sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a a sport, dude. I can't wait till you start buying pads and we can roll. Oh. Let's go. I know dude. it's gonna happen. Let's They're go. cheap too. I know you're gonna buy. Let's we got go. a sauna down here, so I know the jujitsu. Go, dude. I feel like if I hung out with Mark long enough, you think he's gonna I get muscular? Get skinny. I feel like <laughs> skinny I could by get osmosis. Skinny. Are you calling me skinny? Are you calling me skinny? Are you calling me skinny? More physically fit. Yeah, Are you no, calling like, me skinny? You got I skinny hate toes. That. You I have hate weirdly skinny toes. <laughs> skeleton I, so like i'll be this is the worst thing right so i'll be i'll be working out for like so He's hard dude. every morning every morning every morning i'm working i am curling my toes every morning i'm working out i'm freaking jacking weights dude hardcore right i'm eating all, and someone will be like you've been working out I'll be like yeah like oh my god yeah i can tell you look so skinny i'm just like that's the worst you can say god you look like you need a sandwich bro yeah yeah, yeah. Mark, working out too much if people could see us right now 
and they would look at you. You do look thinner. And look at me. They would know who I the do. one who's physically in shape more. Oh no 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 no! He's not saying who's physically in shape. He's saying does he look bulky because he's been working out, or does he look like a skinny little run? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he's trying to look like not look like Steve. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Steve's Steve. getting bigger. Steve's getting bigger. Yeah, yeah Steve, you look like uh, you've been working out. You've been I'm doing slowly, a good job. Yeah, yeah, slowly. This is called. I'm gonna uh, label this. Great podcast, and at the end, there's a lot of gassing up. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, because it's like it's like when Steve out. first started working out. Steve first started working out. I was like, you ain't gonna be able to use those kid boy jokes anymore. You're gonna yeah. get too much muscle mass, and you ain't gonna be cute yeah. little Steve anymore. Can we talk about your opener. something? It's been happening. Can we talk about too. something? We can talk about everything. All right, yeah, well, let's go. All right. So the best. How's the, your mom? The best. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll smash. I'll smash this. We're done. All right. The podcast over. All right. So I'll keep this. We'll just keep recording, and then I'll just like fade it out when it gets appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Longer, longer. So okay, so uh, I was a shot boy for the uh, drag <laughs> show. <laughs> Hold on, Hold on. I'll tell you my experience. Did you have to have a shoot like no. Steve I'll tell you my experience. So uh, I'm a little nervous, right? So uh, Kara Karachi. First of all, Kara Karachi texted me. She was like, "Hey, I got a gig for you." Can you like? And I was like, yes. Because I thought it was like a comedy gig, right? And she was like, "Well, you have to figure out the gig." Because I thought it was like. Yeah, I'll do like I'll do two minutes for free. I don't like well, yeah, I'll do whatever. Yeah. So she's Happy like, actually, can you serve shots at the drag show at one night stands? So there's two phases of the story. First phase, I get there and I'm like trying to figure out what to wear, right? So I wear <laughs> I look like a dork. I wear like hiking pants, right? Like Eddie Bauer hiking pants, and then like a, a mini V shirt, right? <laughs> and I get there and Whitney, who you met, yeah, she's yeah. like, I, I walk up and she goes, no. Mm-hmm. No way. Love Whitney. No way. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. What? Like, what's what's the problem? She's like, there's no way a shop boy of mine. First of all, she said shop boy. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm a man. She's like, there's no way a shop. Well, you didn't correct her though, did yeah. you? She's like, there's no way a shop boy of mine will be wearing a shirt. Will 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 not be. No. She's like, there's no way a shop boy will be wearing a shirt. So I was like, okay. Well, uh, I'm wearing a shirt, and that's done. I can leave. And if you would have told me, I would have wore a tank top, right? Mm. So I end up wearing a tank top, blah, blah, blah. It's like a pretty skinny. It's one of Kara Karachi's tank tops. So it's like real skinny. And I'm just like, it's all good. I'm on the west side. No one knows who I am. I'm a teacher. So I'm like, I don't yeah, want to yeah. like mix it, right? <laughs> so I'm serving shots, right? I'm like, you know, people are like kind of getting overly aggressive, whatever. And I'm serving grabby? Sh- yeah, they're getting grabby and I'm serving shots. Drag shows are crazy. I don't understand drag shows because like girls are going wild. Should children be there? Children should okay. not be there. But girls are going wild, which I don't get it. I don't get it, right? I don't get yeah, it. I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. They're but you've fun, been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone's having a good time. Everyone has a great time. That's one thing about a drag show. Everyone's having a great time. Yes. And Whitney Naomi is the drag queen as a uh, uh, judge on my robot. Yes, battle. and she was I awesome at that. So, and she's, she is awesome. Yeah. She, or, she, yeah, she's awesome. So, uh, anyway, so at the very end of the night, the last, someone goes, Mr. Malig? No, Mister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that's not good. <laughs> and so I had to like. So she was like, she looked at me, and I could tell the look in her eyes. She was like, Oh no, what happened? <laughs> yeah. So I had to like, I had to like explain. I was like, I was like, I did like such a hardcore explanation. As I was serving the show, I was like, hey, you know, I'm yeah, actually like, like doing comedy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing comedy and like I'm researching but, a bit. And like, and like she wasn't like 
she was just like, why are you doing this for money? You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, like I do comedy and like that. See that her? See her right there? That's Kara. She's like a, you know, she does a lot of comedy. And she was like, hey, can you do me a favor? So like, no, I'm like doing comedy. It's like a little side thing. But anyway, have a great time. Here's shots. Don't pay for them. See you later. And it was just like, don't oh, dude. <laughs> so I want to know. Please you did a show. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to hear the story. This is how we're going to end it. The okay. story. When I saw that picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, was I, like, I, Steve. I had to share it, too. I was like, <laughs> Steve. I want to, because I saw your face. Oh, your face was like. Oh, dude. What? If this gets out. Yes, yes, yes. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I'm done. All right, go, go, go. That's so, how we're going to end it. So, like, I went there. Okay, so this is my whole thing. It was during Pride Month, and it was like a, it was at the very nice, like a Shinaloa yes. hotel and like yes, that in yes, 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 yes. It's a very private room. Everything was like nice, and I, I like I've hung out with like Whitney after like you know she's the cool rose battle and stuff. She's yeah, cool. She, and she is, I she's Hilarious. great. Yeah, she's she funny. Be a comic. She yeah, yeah. She's oh, funny. I think you know, and she's a great time to be around too. Yeah. She and she makes you feel like pretty welcome. You know, she'll bust your balls, shit, but she makes you feel welcome. Yeah. So I was like with her, I and I was like, all right, this is cool, right? <laughs> so I went there, and uh, my thing was. So, do you know the Def Jam Martin Lawrence bit where he comes out in his underwear? No. So, there's a Def Jam thing where Martin Lawrence comes out in his underwear and he, he's like coming out there and they're like, woo! And he's like, y'all didn't give me enough time to get ready. And then he, okay. he, he has a towel on his crotch. Oh, hold, he, hold on, hold on. You're murdering. Oh, Martin Lawrence walks out on the Def Jam stage. He's wearing nothing but red briefs and Timberlands and a baseball cap. And he's sweating. Yeah. Like head to toe. And his huge. Okay. And you're like, oh, Martin Lawrence is packing heat. He's like, it's hot in this. And he pulls out the towel from his pants oh, okay, and starts dabbing okay, his forehead. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I did. I was like, I was planning on doing that, and then I did it, and it was also a Bernie Mac tribute. So it's like, I ain't scared of you, mother. Where so basically, I wanted to do it where I did tear. I tore away my pants. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't scared of you. You know what I'm saying? And then I wanted. And what to was your role in this whole thing? I was a shop. I was a shop boy, but I was doing it because I wanted to get a clip. So I, I went there and I was like, I was planning on doing that, but I, and then she was like, oh, like she only told me that I was doing comedy at first, right? And it was like, who told you you were doing comedy? Winnie Naomi. So I was like, you're doing a ten minute set in between the show, right? Oh. And I was like, okay, that's like cool. And then as like time came up, it was like, hey, you guys are gonna be the shop boys, and I was like, ah. You By know? the way, uh, early on, I was told I was gonna be replaced by Steve K as a shop boy. Which uh, motivated me to get up every day at 5 a.m. to like really? stay in shape. Yes, but everybody anyway, continue. Yeah. Everybody needs it. Yes, <laughs> everyone needs a Steve Kaz. It's going to take your job. Naomi asked me, and then I sent her a picture of me without a shirt on. Yeah. And she never messaged me. <laughs> really? That's All right, no. continue, 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 continue. But uh, so I did that, and uh, it. So what sucks is, so I was doing it all for that, and. When the time came, there was like a bunch of people in the room, and I had like my, I didn't set my camera up at the time. I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna have you step at the back of the room, yeah. and you just press record." And literally during the intermission, all of like the team that I was with left. So I literally did my bit and everything like that, finished in probably like five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I'm not doing. I wasn't doing like a whole set. It was like in the middle of a drag show. It was like very mm. like offsetting to do like you know my humor and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so like I didn't get the recording or anything like that. And then I had to be like a shot boy, dude. And like people, dude, it was like they're like, "You remind me of my grandson." This is so wrong. Like people were saying, like, yeah, it was, <laughs> dude, it was the most. They're like stuffing like bills. My, I yeah. felt like, like literally, dude. I felt like such a little, dude. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so you counted that money. How later. much money did you make? I made quite a bit. I made like two hundred. Dude, I've I've never made more money in two hours in my life. Yeah, no, really. The first night, the first night, the whole place was back. Oh, we had the gym. Were you at one night stands? No, dude. We that's the thing. It was a private chemical company event. There was like only forty people in there. Okay, so I was at one night stands. The place was packed. That's yeah, yeah. Good. That's amazing. That's five a person, bro. The place was packed. I made. I walked out of there with over three hundred bucks. Hell yeah! Wow. For an like an hour and a half, two hours. That's why I'm bartending. 
What'd you say? That's what I miss about bar time. Oh, yeah. Why don't you do that anymore once in a while? Oh, because I'm at night, dude. Oh. Comic. Yeah. I'm at night. I'm busy. Yeah. All right, boys. We're doing an hour. Cheers. Cheers. Beautiful. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. sweet, man. Thanks Thank for having us. Thanks for having us. Hopefully, yeah. guys. There's no limit like Master P. I'm sealing it, signed and delivered. You feeling that? What's really big? What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it. They really could. Get it, man. Forget it. I wish they would. What's really big? What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it. They really could. Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would. I had to give the gas a touch, mash the clutch. Cause going fast is a habit to cut it. I go past, leave you back in my dust. Like road rash, make you cats go crash in the back of a truck. I'm like Bruce Lee, bad as they come. Coming back like his son, Brandon. Smacking actors with guns and landing. Like Michael after slamming the dunk. On the run, way to heaven, cause that's where Kevin is from. Like I was sent from the sun, setting the gap from the slum Never letting all the stress overcome, it's a blessing And that's no question, so guessing it's dumb But hold up, one second, cause the lesson isn't done I've been messing with these hi-hats, kicks and drums But started way after I crafted some lyrics when young So don't think for one second you're comparing the cunning Just think for one second, stop staring and fronting What's really big? What's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would What's really big, what's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would